the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Along with your help, Cornerstone Transitional Housing is here to break the cycle of homelessness in the greater San Diego area, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. As long as poverty, injustice, and inequality persist, none of us can truly rest. Now, here are your hosts of Cornerstone Radio, Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise. Good evening and welcome to Cornerstone Radio. I'm I'm Pastor John Simon along with Pastor Ed Brody and Blaine Nurse from Cornerstone Transitional Housing. If this is your first time you ever joined us at Cornerstone Radio, our mission is to break the cycle of homelessness and to help men and women gain control of their lives. Hey guys, it's good to hear from you. How are you guys all doing? Good. Doing Good. great. Good. Excited about the show. Good, folks. I'm glad that you are able to join us tonight. We're happy to be with you. We're going to have a great topic tonight that's called Helping Others, which is our call to do that uh, Paul talks about and Jesus and a few others. So, um, you know, it's uh, it's going to be a great topic. Um, Blaine, it's, I'm glad to have you back. Did you have a good vacation? We did. High school friends. Uh, we visited uh, the Revolutionary War. We, we, we saw... We were in Jamestown where this, this beautiful and incredible country began. Mm-hmm. And so it was a historical vacation, um, great time. Everything went real well. And uh, like I say, with just uh, some of our high school friends, it was great. Great. I'm glad to have you back. I'm glad you had a safe trip back. Ed, mm-hmm. you doing okay to yourself? Yeah, I'm doing fine. Doing fine. Good, good. You ain't getting rowdy or anything like that? Uh, no, they tend to put me back in a straitjacket <laughs> when I do that. <laughs> well, okay, guys. Well, I'm curious to see where the Holy Spirit leads you on um, on our topic tonight. I know that I got a few things here that I wrote down, and we'll go ahead and get into our our, our topic tonight. Again, the topic is helping others. And this is what I um, I wrote down for our start off our scripture would be First Peter 4.11. And it goes on to say this, do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all your strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory, power to him forever and ever. And amen. And I wrote down, this is what I wrote down. This is what I said. I said, I asked God to give, I asked God to give me strength and energy to help others. He, in turn, will give you all the help that you need. And I started thinking, where's the scripture that can back that up, guys? And because we we got to supply needs. When I need to, I need to be supplied so I can help others to be supplied. And uh, Philippians four nineteen came to my mind, and I wrote this down: God will supply all our needs. And so let's go over to Philippians four nineteen and see what it says. And in Philippians 4.19, it starts off this, and it says, At this same, and this is the same God who takes care of me, will supply all your needs from his glory and riches, which has been given to us in Christ Jesus. 
So I know what God has done for me out there, Ed, and I know, guys, what he's done for you guys out there. He's enabled us to keep our supplies going, to supply the help of others, to help them. He's also supplied us with the police officers and others that are resourcing from other programs that we can use. So it's an endless supply. And if I rely on God and ask for him to give me direction, he opens up new doors that really helps them and it and it opens and helps us to get them into places. So mm-hmm. I I'm really into, you know, this this helping others and and that was supply. And then I had, you know, sometimes we f- we feel that we're powerless. There's times out there that I feel very powerless and trying to help others and stuff and I start thinking you know, again, where do I get my supply and my power is from the Lord. And mm-hmm. Isaiah 117 came in mind, and I wrote this down. God calls us to help the powerless. It's not only about us being powerless. It's the people who are out there who are powerless. We see it all time after time. No hope. Folks, if you would just see some of these, you can look into these eyes, and their eyes, they're there, but they're just, you just, there's no light. There's no hope. There's nothing and it breaks my heart. And you ask them, and it just it just gets shuffled around and around. Um, I was watching the other night um, on Southern Reel, and it's on KBBS, and they had about um, over there in um, Tennessee, in Nashville, they had some about a homeless camp, oh. and they are very far. They are off the city, and they're in the bush. Um, I say a little forest because we don't have like like that, and. They had it really kept clean, and they kept up, and they ended up getting pushed out. And as all well know, we know about the two weeks uh, vouchers. And they ended up cleaning out their camp, taking all their stuff, and moving them away, and they put them in a hotel for two weeks. And then they had to start over again with nothing. But it's just so sad that you you know that um, you think that we can get something that we can work where we can put them on a piece of property, and we can put all of our uh, resourcing there to help them where they got a safe place just like coming like uh, our state parking that we do um, and work with, you know, and work with individuals that way. But um, until I, it, there's a lot of things that goes on. So I know there's a, a lot of issues and legal issues and stuff like that. It needs to be addressed. So, but keep that in mind, um, you know, in your prayer, but God talks about that. And, and, and that's in, um, in Isaiah and that would be one seventeen, And it goes, says, Learn to do good, seek justice, help the oppressed, defend the cause of the orphans, and fight for the rights of the widow. Again, underline I had was, you know, justice, help, defend, and fight. We are there for, you know, fight for their rights to help them, but on the main token is to get them into placing and help them. Because they're so, um, as you know, Blaine and Ed, they feel that, They've been to a couple programs. They feel let down. They feel let down that uh, the programs won't help them. We're there to build their, give them hope, build a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And then when we get that relationship that we have worked over time, over the what, last going seven years, seven years now, a little over seven years, mm-hmm. that now we can, they got trust in us so that we can help them. Um, I went on to say, this is a huge one. I wrote down here, friends can help each other succeed. We know, Blaine, we've been together for, God, years. We went to school together and stuff. And and 
without friends and without your partners, can you succeed? I, you know, um, I rely on that, and I can back that up in East Elastics, um, Elastics uh, four, four chapter uh, verse chapter four verses nine to ten, and I'll go ahead and read that. I think it's a great one. Um, because this is how our ministry works, because there's no way we can do it just on a one-on-individual base. It says in chapter 9, it says, Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Again, it only not applies with our ministry to help them, but it also applies to them. Because um, we see that they try to hang out in groups, but most of them are loners. Have you ever noticed that out there, guys? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, it's all about having people that if you're going to get out into a ministry, I would tell you get with the, some of your good call, your friends there and into your ministries and get partner up with them because they'll help you in times because we know how it is with us. When we start um, – are you know start getting tired where there's the other ones there to boost us up again you know and i get boosted up when we see someone get salvation mm-hmm. and you know and that's one thing that um i want to take time for right now some people will ask why did, why did you go in this ministry and i love that question because the question is is that um i told god i said if i can cuz if i can just save one person just to get that one person, it's all been worth it. And I say that for a reason, because if I get that one person, it's all about bringing God's God people to God's kingdom so that they can have that promise, too, of having their home in, in, in the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. And you know that one person that you bring to God, he's, that person's going to go tell someone else, and what's going to happen there? They're going to bring someone, and it's just, and it's going to be a ripple effect. And we do not know until we get up in the kingdom of heaven one day, and we find out how many people that we led to salvation, and how many have they led. And it's just all because of being out there and trying to help, setting our setting ourselves to the side and working with others, and mm-hmm. and that's about ministry, and it's the love of God. That's I, I just that that's was. That's the reasoning why I want to work in there is because I want to help others to see God and in the same time helping them. So, and my heart goes out for those people too. So don't I don't get me wrong on that. But I got a couple more, but I'll finish up um, during the show and that. But Ed, I'm going to go ahead and switch it over to you because I want to hear what you're what you what you got on helping others. Okay, before we go there, there an update on on uh, our, our, what we're doing in the field. Uh-huh. Uh, you got a text. I'm going to let you talk about this from the couple that uh, texted you. They're now off the streets in their own home, Thank and they you. were texting. A, sent you a text of thanking them for getting uh, getting started. You know, I totally blanked on that. It's been kind of a long week, but anyway, uh, it's. I got a text. You remember Robert and his daughter, oh, and yeah. and his wife. Um, they um, they texted me and. Gave us a big thank you. Said 
I appreciate all the help that you've done. Just to follow up with you, you did um, all the program you got us in, everything, everything worked out. I got a job working over at Coca-Cola. I'm, I'm a merchandiser for Coca-Cola, and he's doing that, and they got a permanent place, and they're so happy, and he's so excited, and I'm so ecstatic, and he just wanted to thank us for being there. Um, and he said that he said that um, through the programs and all that we gave him into that um, he really appreciates all of us being there because they were lost of hope. But I wish I had that, my phone with me. I left it down in my vehicle, but I wish I had brought that because the text makes it so much better the way it sounds. But praise God. That mm-hmm. glory doesn't go to us. Glory goes to God because Absolutely. he's the one who did it. But, uh, you know, Ed, that's one of the best uh, – that was that's what it's all about. Those are the happy things, and you know, and because he they were he was down. They were down. They were down and out. And they had their daughter. Their daughter, I think, was around five years old, wasn't or six somewhere in there. Uh, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't about that. And um, and folks, how he found us was that um, he w- he went to the park to take his daughter, and they're living out of a van, yep. and ran into seen us over there working with the homeless. And thank you for bringing that up. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, I, 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 I always want to bring up the successes. Mm-hmm. You know, to, just to let you know that what we do to out, there, out there isn't wasting time. It is improving people's lives. It's changing lives. And, uh, and that's what it's about. Amen. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to talk. I'm I'm kind of lost now where I was where I was going to go with that. But <laughs> but uh, you, I, I want to follow up on something you talked about as uh, in providing and. In uh, Psalms, uh, verse 36, uh, verse 8, says, You feed them from the abundance of your own house, letting them drink from your river of delights. So God is what provi- is, the, is our, our, our resource for the provisions we do the, for the people out there. Um, and, and so we need to give him thanks mm-hmm. uh, because that's, he's, he's the one that provides. And, you know, he provides for everything that's needed out there. Uh, sometimes we don't understand why he doesn't provide for things, but God understands, and, and God know, has a reason. We just need to spend a little time with him, find out what it is. But uh, that's why I wanted to hear this success story, uh, yeah. that uh, those provisions for him were provided from God through us. Uh, I want to be in First Timothy uh, chapter 6, verse 17, and I'm going to try to do this really fast. It says, uh, teach those who are rich in this world. And I want to stop right there. And How do you define rich? Because if you compare the, uh, the United States to most of the rest of the world, the, uh, our average person is, would be considered rich. I mean, we have, we have the big screen TVs. We've got fairly new cars. You know, they're not starving. So when you define rich, exactly what is rich? The word used here, uh, I looked it up, and it says it's wealth in abundance. So it's talking about the very wealthy. But like I say to somebody in Africa, our average person here could be very wealthy. So it's kind of relative. But it goes on to say... um, Teach those who are rich in the world not to be proud, not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God who richly gives them all we need for our enjoyment. Now, I don't like the word enjoyment. That Another version says that we can enjoy, and I think that's, 
rather than enjoyment, it, we can enjoy what God is giving us. Uh, verse 18 says, tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. I think we lose that in this country. We get so uh, focused on the rich part that we forget about the sharing part. Mm. God gives us everything we've got, and because it all comes from God, we should feel free to share. Uh, if, if you just have uh, what you consider a small amount and you don't feel you can give, you got to remember your source. Your source of what you do have is God. If you give from what you have, God's promise is to replace that, uh, either in financial or in some kind of some other way. But you're going to be reimbursed when you share what you do have. So when we talk about helping others, sometimes we... Um, we forget that we have the resources to share with people, and we don't think about it uh, because we're, we're just kind of getting through day by day. But uh, it, there, there's a, a stat that's been out around for a long, long time, and I think it's true today as it was then, but it's uh, 20% of the congregation in a church uh, give 80% of the tithing. Huh. So... When you look at God is our source of everything we have, and we're not sharing it, we're not giving it away, how many ministries could a church really do? How many people could be helped if everybody shared their 10%, mm, yeah. gave in their 10%? Absolutely. Uh, and, and they don't do it. And uh, then you look at the rich, and uh, I, I'm not going to give the numbers, but I was looking at Bill Gates, and they have their own little money. Well, it's gave some wild number they said that they gave away, but then that wasn't all their money uh-huh. because people donate to there to get the financial ends with Bill Gates because it's profitable to them to be friends with Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. So there's ulterior motives of why they do, but uh, but the point is they had a lot of money they gave away. Uh, their motive for giving it away was, I think, wrong, but the fact is that they did share. I have to give them that, at least from this group I was reading about. So we just need to we just need to look at what's coming in, uh, and what God is free to to provide for us. That if if we keep thinking, well, I don't have enough money to give today. I don't have enough money to to do this or do that. On remember that God is providing, mm-hmm. and. I, I, I've seen this done in churches, and I've never seen it fail when they tell people, if you tithe and God doesn't repay you, we'll give you back everything you've tithed. And uh, I've never seen anybody collect on that. Yeah. So God does provide yes, if you're does. willing to give it up. That's tithing. But the same thing goes to things like our ministry. Uh, do people want to give? Well, I don't have the money to give. Give $20. And and if you give it with the right heart, God's going to replace it. And you'll see things happen just from your giving. I hate to sound like a radio uh, TV evangelist, but but, the, but it is true. God will provide when you give from the heart. Absolutely. You know, and that's, yeah. 
it's all about helping others. And Blaine, I know that you got uh, you're you're over there. You're just writing things down, and I'm curious to see what you're going to say. What do you What do you got to here on this topic tonight? Helping others. You know, God's word is uh, it's everything. It's perfect. It's exact. It uh, takes care of everything in our lives, um, and that's why we go to it. That's why we're uh, reading it, studying it, and sharing it with you guys. But as I'm listening to both of you guys and listening to what Pastor Ed just said about resources. This next story um, is a great example of a person that shared his time and he shared some of his resources, his money. And uh, it comes in many ways, you guys. But I'm going to read you the the word, and it's a very, very well-known scripture. Uh, It is talking about uh, the man that was beaten and left on the side of the road, and there were some that traveled by him. I'm going to pick it up in chapter 10, um, Luke chapter 10, verse 33, and it says, but... A certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, take care of him, and whatever more you spend. When I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was the neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And it says, and he said, he who showed mercy on him, then Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. So a parable of Jesus talking about the good Samaritan. He took his time. I mean, you guys, Mm -hmm. I've got some really busy Saturdays. I've got some really busy days. We're all busy, folks. We're busy. But if God gives you a call, answer the call. Just like the Samaritan, he took time. He he was probably doing a lot of business, folks. I mean, he had money to share. He had resources. He was on his way just like everybody else, but he stopped, and he looked at this man. He showed compassion. He put him on his own animal. He took him to an inn, took care of him, and even gave some of his resources, his money, to make sure he was taken care of. So I just think this is our just the greatest, greatest example um, we all have different resources, um, but even if those resources are small, if we have very little time in our lives, we'll use that time to serve our Lord Jesus Christ. And I don't know if I'll have time for my next message for that, my next, next verse. Can, can, I, can I add in a rule just sure, real quick? Sure. And you could read that. I, a scripture came to mind when you guys were talking about that, and that was in First John, and that was in uh, 17 verse, and it says, If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need, but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Amen. And right. I just was, you know, when you're talking about that, that came to, and I just love that. So it's here it's not only you guys saying it, but the Word of God. I'm sorry, hey, Blaine. Hey, and, and, and my whole point is we're all very busy, folks. We were not this busy growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, our world is fast and furious. Um, so if you have little time, again, use that little time to serve our Lord Jesus Christ. If you have little money, if you can use a little, you know what you said, Pastor Ed? Our God doesn't need our money, but when we give with a joyful heart, he breaks it and he multiplies it, Amen. whether it's two cents or not, folks. But I'm going to end with the scripture, and I know we're, we're winding down here, but I love that scripture. I love what that example that Jesus gave us, that parable. Um, I want to live by that. But And, and then we also have this um, in the book of Matthew, chapter 22, verse 36. Pharisees and Sadducees coming to Jesus, they said, Teacher, 
which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and all the prophets. So in that example of the Good Samaritan, there were, there were a few other people that walked by. Who was your neighbor? Everybody around us. Love your neighbor as yourself. God's going to bless us. And if we don't have that, folks, our God is so abundant. It says just ask, seek, and knock. If we don't have compassion, let's pray for some compassion. If we don't have the resources, let's pray for it. Let's see what God can do. I know I'm talking kind of loud, fast, you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I just want to get so much in, but that's that's pretty much what I had to say. Yeah. Just just real quick, uh, Scripture says God has a, a thousand cattle on, or has cattle on a thousand hills, so He has resources. <laughs> oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And you hit it right on the head there too. It's about if you can't give, you can give, and giving is is it doesn't have to be about money. It, it's about giving time. Giving your heart, sharing the word of God, mm-hmm. and um, and and I it, and just try to bring as many people as you can into the kingdom of God, and watch the ripple that you drop that little pebble in, and watch it ripple all the way to the shore. You just never know who in heaven is going to come up to you and say, you know what? If you hadn't shared with that person, I probably wouldn't be here. Those are the things that are going to be exciting, guys. Mm -hmm. And, you know, an exciting thing, folks, is is when you're sharing out there and you're helping others, the fulfillment that God gives you and the overwhelming seeing people and hearing back like, Ed, you reminded me of, um, and people like that, so their gratitude. This is – that is worth – all the money in the world. I, I can't explain it, folks. But yeah. I, I, it's all about here. It's um, and Jesus. Jesus did the same way. He before he started his ministry, what happened? He was baptized. He long came the devil to try to take the joy out of him and try to tempt him. He went through that and he got around and he started his ministry. And then he called his disciples. You're going to be in a ministry. Get your friends together. Get together. Get out there. Serve and help uh, and serve the Lord, guys. Uh, we're winding down. I'm going to give you the last uh, minute here, or so to uh, finish up. You got any last things to say? No, I just that uh, we are a wealthy people, even though we we may not see it here, but because we have resources, mm-hmm. we are a wealthy people. Amen. I'm good. Good. Well, folks, I hope tonight's topic was a little touches your heart. It did definitely with me and Ed and Blaine here. Most folks, if you want to help us, you can. You can give us a call at 619-715-6915. Again, that number is 619-715-6915. Or you can go to Cornerstone Transitional Housing. Org and you can donate that way or you can give us a call. I do want to say thank you to Goodwill for sponsoring us and helping us with um, giving the clothes to the homeless. I want to say, Javier, thank you um, for uh, supplying the burritos from Sombreros. Good food out there, folks. And then Skyline, Tim and Jeremy over Skyline, thank you guys for helping us uh, help the homeless. And Steve Forsythe, Elk Hill and Westland Church. Hey, guy, we appreciate you helping us. Folks, I hope this reached you tonight, and may God bless you, and good night. Thank you for joining us on Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. 
Join us again next week at this same time as we work together to break the cycle of homelessness, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. Your generosity, philanthropy, and charitable contributions are always welcome and remarkably make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day. Take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. That's cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. This has been Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on KPraise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.